94.7 Kumu Kokua, because Kumu cares. And this is our Kumu Kokua segment, where we talk with Hawaii's leaders about the issues that you care about. This time we are focusing on the Honolulu mayoral race, and uh, the general election, of course, is coming up November 3rd. Honolulu's choice for the next mayor will have a profound effect on the future of Hawaii's most populous city and county. And we'll be interviewing the two mayoral candidates on separate consecutive days. Uh, And because yesterday we spoke with Rick Blangiardi. Today we welcome Mr. Keith Amamio. Hey. Hello, Keith. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Thanks <laughs> for having me. He of the TikTok dance fame. I know, right. <laughs> and oh, uh, by the way, I'll, I'll ask the same thing of you if uh, that we asked of uh, Mr. Blangiardi yesterday. Mm-hmm. Is it okay we call you Keith? Yes, of okay. course. All right. just, just making sure. Just making sure. You know. uh, now, uh, time, is, of course, is very limited, uh, so we're going to review the format. Uh, it was created to try to make it easy for our audience to follow while also ensuring many key topics get addressed. Both candidates get equitable opportunity to speak. That's right. Also, this won't be a debate. Obviously, they are on separate days, and the candidates will get the same seven questions from us. These questions were created with input from our 94.7 Kumu listeners. Each candidate gets two unique questions also from our listeners. And for each question, there'll be a maximum of two minutes to respond, and we're going to keep track with the stopwatch. Uh, we'll also be saying one minute, uh, 30 seconds. Uh, to keep it fair, we'll remind the candidate about the time running out. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, without further ado, let's get right into it. Keith, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> so, let's start out with uh, question number one. Uh, sir, what are your qualifications to lead this city, and why do you think you should be Honolulu's next mayor? You have two minutes. All right, well, thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, for some brief background about me, I was born and raised on Oahu. I've lived here my entire life. Oahu is my home, and I want to create a better future for everyone, including our next generations. I'm an attorney by trade, and I have executive leadership experience in the public, private, and nonprofit sectors. My entire career has been based upon public service, and I want to continue that public service as your next mayor. My interest in public service started when I was named the executive director of the Hawaii High School Athletic Association. I oversaw the 95 public and private high school athletic programs across the state. That job gave me the opportunity to visit every community across the state, including on Oahu. During those visits, I met many people, many working class families, thousands of student athletes, got to know the communities and those members of the communities very well. I learned quickly how many working class families were struggling to make ends meet. They were forced to make difficult choices like putting food on the table or paying rent, paying a medical bill or putting gas in the car. No family should have to make such difficult choices. I wanna improve the quality of life for people uh, all across Oahu, lower their cost of living. I've I've been campaigning for over a year now, studying the issues, talking to people, coming up with concrete specific plans, and I'll be ready to lead the office of mayor from day one. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much, Keith. Appreciate that. 94.7 Kumu, we're talking with mayoral candidate Keith Amemiya for Kumu Kokua. Uh, Keith, your next question. If you are elected, of Honolulu's many issues and problems, which three to five of them will get your highest or first priority and why? You have two minutes. 
Well, the first priority will be COVID recovery and relief. Uh, unfortunately, COVID-19 will probably be with us for a while and will continue to next year when the next mayor takes over the helm of running the city and county of Honolulu. So running uh, in, uh, recovery through uh, via COVID-19 will be important. Uh, but first, we need to make sure that our communities stay safe. Uh, we need to engage in as much testing, contact tracing, and quarantining as possible. In terms of relief, we need to continue to provide relief through CARES Act funding and other other financial relief for our families who are suffering, as well as our many small businesses and restaurants. The next priority will be building more affordable housing. We have a large shortage of affordable housing here on Oahu, uh, I have a detailed housing for all plan, which I'll explain in more detail One minute. In, in, in a subsequent question, but affordable housing is another top priority. Third priority is homelessness. That issue affects every community here on Oahu. It's been a lingering problem for years and years, and we finally need to take steps to address it and get the people on the streets, the housing they need and the help they need. And finally, we need to implement and enact a climate action plan. As I've said to people throughout the campaign trail, COVID-19 is the crisis of the moment, but climate change is the crisis of our lifetime. We need to address climate change immediately, especially for our future generations who will be greatly impacted by it if we don't start taking measures to address it right now. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Sir, let's get into specific issues now. We're going to look again at the coronavirus pandemic. Experts say that disease and the economic fallout could take years to come back from. What would you do to lead Honolulu's recovery? Well, as I briefly mentioned before in a previous answer, we need to make Oahu COVID safe for all of our residents first. The economy can't restart as long as the virus is unchecked. And that means testing, contact tracing and quarantining. It also means that when our workforce goes back to work in earnest uh, or those who are already back at work, we need to make sure they have the proper protections at their workplace. We can't have a healthy economy unless we have healthy people. Secondly, we need to help our struggling individuals, businesses, organizations get back to their uh, on their feet. The city received about $387 million in federal funding through the CARES Act. That money needs to get distributed out in the community as soon as possible. Approximately $100 million has been distributed. We need to to distribute the approximately $200 million that's still out there in terms of relief. One minute. We also need to make sure that uh, we develop post-COVID economic opportunities. We've seen the impact of COVID-19 on our tourism industry. We've talked for years about uh, reducing our reliance on tourism and we finally need to do it. We've seen how much tourism can impact us if it's not up and running. Let's diversify the economy by by creating other industries like agriculture, aquaculture, and renewable energy. In terms of how the city can specifically help businesses and families, uh, we. I proposed creation of a small business innovation fund to get small businesses and entrepreneurs up and running to further diversify our economy. The city can provide land 
and, and uh, develop infrastructure so that we can build more housing on city lands and even private lands. Uh, we need to support oh, workforce time, development sir. and retraining. Keith, time. Thank sorry, you. sorry. Thank you very much for no that problem. response. So thank you. Uh, 94.7 Kumu, we are at uh, question number four. Let's talk real. Uh, it feels like one financial crisis after another, and now a budget shortfall of more than $1 billion is projected for construction. Uh, there's also going to be operating costs we've got to deal with. Can this project ever be made successful in the public's eyes, and how? you got two minutes. Well, I'm as disappointed and frustrated as everyone about the progress of the rail project, from the planning stages up to the present. The next mayor is going to have to clean up this mess. We need to do the hard work of bringing all the parties together. Now, as for the current status of rail, the situation has changed dramatically over the last two weeks. So I'll need to get more information about the status of the rail project from both the city and Hart, the Hart CEO and the Hart board. Uh, I'm a consistent supporter. I've always supported the completion of rail to Ala Moana. The challenge now will be how to get the funding to pay for it. But rail is so important for the future of our uh, island for many, many different reasons. First, it's an opportunity or a means for residents from West Oahu to have another means of transportation from their side of the island into town and back. One minute. In order to have a truly vibrant city, we need multiple modes of transportation. So not, that's not just cars and buses, but we need rail, uh, more walkable options, and more biking options to give everyone a wide array of opportunities to get where they need to go to. Uh, in terms of rail, we also can't forget the transit-oriented development opportunities along the rail line. It's a great opportunity to build more affordable housing, to stimulate seconds. our construction industry, uh, to provide more, a more walkable, livable city especially in the urban core. As mayor, I want to assure everybody who's listening and the general public that I will do whatever I can to oversee the project and make sure that the delays and cost overruns that have plagued the project over the past several years don't happen under my watch. Terrific. Thank you very much, Keith. Appreciate it. And here is your question number five. Uh, housing that regular working people can afford without working multiple jobs uh, feels in shorter supply more than ever now in Honolulu. What will you do to increase affordable housing? You have two minutes. Well, ensuring safe and affordable housing for all Oahu residents, that's one of my top priorities. Throughout the campaign trail, I've heard from thousands in the community and their voices are loud and clear. We need solutions and not the same excuses we've heard for decades about affordable housing. That's why I was the first mayoral candidate to come up with a comprehensive housing for all plan. Uh, this plan focuses on three key areas. First, focus on housing for Oahu residents and not out-of-state residents. Secondly, to eliminate the actions or activities that increase the cost of housing here on Oahu. And that includes vacation rentals or illegal vacation rentals. Currently, there's approximately 8,000 illegal vacation rentals all across Oahu. We need to return those vacation rentals to the local housing inventory for purchase or rent by Oahu residents and not for our tourists. Third, we need to, uh, 
incentivize the private sector to build more housing, especially in the urban core. One we minute. can do that by building more, building the infrastructure needed for development of more housing. Infrastructure like electricity, water, and utilities. We can also help by amending zoning requirements to allow for taller building height limits, for increasing density, and seconds. other similar measures. Uh, those those uh, those amendments uh, will be uh, uh, a great incentive for our private sector to build more housing, especially in their urban core, as long as it's appropriate. So, taking uh, those three areas combined, uh, my plan seeks to greatly make inroads on the 22,000 unit shortage of housing that we have here on Oahu. That's one of the top priorities of mine as mayor. Okay, exactly thank you very much. And exactly two minutes. Look right, at that. <laughs> <laughs> right on the nose. Um, let's talk now about police. Now, nationwide, there have been many protests and calls to restructure police and funding following the tragic cases such as George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Are changes needed in the Honolulu Police Department? Well, let me first make clear that I have the utmost respect for the men and women of the Honolulu Police Department. They put their lives on the line every single day for us, and I'm very appreciative of that, as, as well as you and everyone else in the community. The vast majority of our officers are very good people. I know many of them, their family and friends, and again, I can't thank them enough for their service to our entire island. Uh, having said that, uh, the H HPD, like any other department, like any other organization, can of course improve, and we should always strive for improvement. We can improve the department in many areas. I mean, first, uh, the police chief has already mentioned the fact that she's going to look at uh, ways to increase the clearance rate or the uh, rate of solving crimes here in on uh, Oahu. Mm -hmm. uh, we have one of the lowest clearance rates in the country. And so one minute. Uh, whether it's reallocating resources to other, uh, other parts of the department, uh, or partnering with uh, uh, social service organizations. Uh, I, I, I'm a big proponent of community partnerships that existed in, in uh, previous years, whether it's social workers going and assisting police officers in dealing with the homelessness problem, uh, whether it's domestic violence advocates going out on domestic violence calls. 30 seconds. Uh, those types of partnerships will go a long way to helping our police officers who are not trained for those uh, specific issues uh, in general. And they can hopefully reallocate their resources and be out in the field uh, solving crimes and preventing crimes. So community partnerships are an important part of my priorities in terms of overseeing or helping oversee the Honolulu Police Department. Okay, thank you very much, Keith. Appreciate that. Uh, Keith, move on to question number seven. On Oahu, there are more than 4,400 homeless people, according to the latest point-in-time counts. Uh, compared with the current administration, what would you do differently to help them? Two minutes. Well, homelessness is such a complicated problem, and as I mentioned before, it's impacting every community. Uh, there's three areas that we need to address to help improve the homelessness situation all across Oahu. The first is more affordable housing or more housing in general. Many of those on the streets simply can't afford uh, a place to stay. 
And so by building more housing, lowering the cost of housing, we'll get a lot of people who are on the streets now, right now off the streets. Secondly, we need to increase mental health services. Uh, I know very well that mental health services or treatment services are hard to come by here on Oahu. Uh, for various reasons, the funding for mental health services has been cut dramatically over the past couple of decades. Uh, my mom has suffered from mental health or mental illness for most of her adult life, so I know firsthand the challenges of finding adequate mental health services. Similar with substance abuse, uh, there's a lot of homeless out there who are suffering from that and maybe even mental health issues as well. We need to uh, increase the substance abuse treatment uh, services that are available here on Oahu. Uh, yes, that'll cost more money, but in the long run, we will save money by getting people the help they need and getting them off the streets. A fourth way that we can help with addressing the homelessness issue is more public-private partnerships, like the Kahawiki Village Project in the Kehi Lagoon area. 30 seconds. That's a perfect example of state, city, private sector, and nonprofit sector coming together to build 144 homes for previously homeless families, 600 people in all, including 300 children. Let's develop more public-private partnerships because homelessness is an issue that requires all of us to work together to resolve. And that is two minutes. We're talking with mayoral candidate Keith Amemia for Kumukokua. Uh, right now, sir, we're going to move to questions directly from our listeners. And question eight is a one specifically for you from Kumu listener Steve Nakayama of Honolulu. This is what he asks. He says, Mr. Amemia, why are your ads attack ads when you promise to keep the race clean? Well, um, we're doing what we can to keep the race clean. And um, unfortunately, I've been the victim of a lot of smear attacks in the primary election and, and continued on to, into the general election. But in terms of our ads, my campaign's ads, they're not attack ads. They're more uh, pointing out the differences between myself and my opponent. Uh, we're talking about uh, the differences in political philosophy, uh, who he supported in other elections, uh, who I've supported. And I've merely pointed out in terms of my uh, Democratic Party leanings, uh, it's just a question that I've been asked about many people uh, throughout the campaign. And uh, it's a relevant issue to a lot of our voters. I also wanted to contrast our leadership style. I'm much more collaborative, uh, bringing and all about bringing people together, working as a team, and partnering to solve our many community issues. It's a big difference between that style and a top-down top type of leadership style, a take-it-or-leave-it style that may work in the private sector, but it won't work in government. Uh, when you're the mayor of the city and county of Honolulu, you have many constituencies. It's complicated, and you have to work with everyone. Uh, what, again, worked in the private sector won't work in the public sector. So what I've done throughout my career, I'll continue to do as mayor. That 30 seconds. Bring people together, collaborate, listen, and solve the problems as a team, as, as, as partners in creating a better Oahu. I've always been community-oriented. I know the communities well. I'll continue to work with them, and I'll be able to hit the ground running from day one. Thank you. All right. Thank you very thank much, you. Keith. 
we've had one more question from one of our Kumu listeners. Uh, that is Kumu listener Cheryl Rains from Waialua. Uh, she asks, uh, Mr. Amimia, she says, uh, you've never served in elected office before. You're also 20 years younger than Mr. Blangiardi. Do you think these characteristics are pros or cons? I think they're pros uh, because, well, you know, I, I ran on, on the basis of change that we need a fresh perspective. We need new leadership in, in, in Honolulu Hale. And uh, it apparently resonated with the voting public because the, the remaining two candidates are first time candidates. Uh, I think people were getting a little tired of the same old, same old and the career long politicians. So uh, I, I think it's a huge advantage, actually, to not be tied in with any. Uh, clique or faction politically. Uh, I will bring in a new administrative team that will represent a broad cross-section of the community. Uh, In terms of uh, my age, uh, yes, I I think it's an advantage because I'm uh, in that stage of my career where I have enough life experience uh, and and the privilege of working in communities, working with people uh, for the past couple of decades, but I also have a long runway. One minute. Being mayor and solving the issues of the city and county of Honolulu will not take four years. It will not take even eight years, arguably. This is going to be a long haul, not just to get out of COVID-19, but to create a better, stronger Oahu, as I like to say. Uh, This will take a team effort for the next couple of decades for Oahu to reach its true potential. And I've committed the rest of my career, the rest of my life to doing what I can to make Oahu a better place for everyone, seconds. including my college age son. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much, Keith. Appreciate that. Now, uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we've got today for our Kumukoku interview. But we want to once again thank mayoral candidate Keith Amemia, who, uh, who again, Kept to the time. <laughs> Mahalo for tuning in for Kumu Kokua right here on 94.7. Kumu Keith, thank you once again. Uh, we appreciate you uh, spending the time with us today. Mahalo for the opportunity.